0: I want to give you a quick, speedy recap of our new series we just kicked off called Nehemiah, all right? So what's happened? If you look at the timeline of everything, if here is where we're at today, okay, and then here is where Jesus was born, his death, burial, and resurrection, there is 2,000 years in between there, obviously. And then if you go back about another um, 400 to 500 years, years or so that's where this book is in the past so about 5 600 years before Christ was born is where we pick up in the story timeline so if you're tracking with me so far what's happened is is that the people of Israel which is a big old nation the people of Israel have messed up in a lot of big ways and because of that these guys we're really under some discipline from the Lord. Another nation came in and took Israel away. They are captive in another land. And what happened was they used to have this city called Jerusalem, okay? So there's the city of Jerusalem. And inside Jerusalem, there was all this, like the whole nation would gather, do their thing. And there were walls around the nation. And you would have like the water gate and the sheep gate and the dung gate that's an actual thing you'll read about it today uh you'll see the um east gate you'll see the light gates the horse Gate. i mean there's all these different ones all these gates right and for us who again do not live in the medieval days of israel 600 bc we're like what's the big deal about gates you know you only have those to keep the dogs from leaving your property you know that's the only thing or to keep it from coming in the kitchen you know that's the only gates that we have in our house The reason they had gates and walls was because the enemy would come into the gates and take over the city. So they would take, they had these fortified cities set up to protect them from the enemy. Well, right now, Nehemiah is in this place way over here called Susa, all right? And Nehemiah is the cupbearer to the king doing his thing. And all of a sudden, he hears a word from Jerusalem. This guy Hanani shows up. And he says, what's what's the circumstance? What's the condition of Israel? And he says, dude, it is bad. Like Israel's not doing so hot right now. Their walls are burned or the walls are broken down. Their gates are burned with fire. The people are in urgent danger and they're a mockery, a joke, a comedy to the people all around them. And Nehemiah hears the news that their walls are broken, their gates are destroyed, all this stuff that the city is basically, I'm going to do my little fire mark. That's the best I got. Just calm down. All right. Just calm down. All right. I'm trying my best. The city is in shambles and Nehemiah hears word of it. He literally sits down. He can't even stand and he begins weeping and crying and he starts crying. For the next three months, this man would pray from the month of Chislev to the month of, oh, I don't know the next one, something else, Nisan, Nisan, that's what it is, which is about four months. This man prays and he fasts and he's pursuing the Lord, confessing the sin of Israel and begging for God to turn his heart toward them, to, to repair the city, to rebuild the people, to bless them again. That's where we left last week. So now we're going to start off in Nehemiah chapter 2, looking at verses 1 through 8. I'm going to start in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11. You do not have this verse, but there's something key here, all right? When Nehemiah finishes his whole, his whole spill, this is what happens. Let me move this real quick. I'm going to do the yellow. That's perfect. All right. It says, now I, Nehemiah, was cupbearer to the king. Okay. Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king. That means he is high up in the ranks of Persian culture. So let's go to verse one of chapter two. This is where you guys are at. In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when the wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. That's his job as the cupbearer, is to taste all the food and all the drinks before they go to the king to prevent him from being poisoned and killed from the people all around him. So the cupbearer was his most trustworthy, loyal guy. He says, now I had not been sad in his presence. And the king said to me, why is your face sad, seeing you are not sick? This is nothing but sadness of heart. Then I was very much afraid. I said to the king, let the king live forever. Why should not my face be sad when the city... The place of my father's graves lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Then the king said to me, what are you requesting? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has shown favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may, what? rebuild it. He says, I want to go back and rebuild my city. And the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him, how long will you be gone? And when will you return? Sounds like the same question to me, but he had to ask it twice. (laughs) So it pleased the king to send me when I had given him a time. Verse seven. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me to the governors of the province beyond the river that they may let me pass through until I come to Judah. Verse 8, And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the fortress of the temple and for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall occupy. And the king granted me whatever I asked, for the good hand of my God was upon me. That's Nehemiah chapter 2, 1 through 8. What we're gonna do tonight is I want to teach you guys how do you read how do you read the Bible? And how do you like pull out truth for yourself? Morgan, are you able to come over here and go back to these slides to verse 1 for me while I talk for a moment? I got you. So, what does that look like practically for us? I am going to assign people in your group in just a moment to help me out with something. But I want to model it for you, what you're going to do in your group. So I need you to really pay attention here because you as a group are going to do the exact same thing in just a moment. I want to show you the leadership qualities that we see in Nehemiah. Not in the book of Nehemiah, but from the person Nehemiah. I want to see what Nehemiah does. How does he act? How does he operate in a way that shows me how I can model and be a leader. Do you realize all of you guys are influencers? Every one of you are a leader or an influencer in some way, shape, or form. If you're, an, if you're a sibling, if you have a younger sibling, or yeah, right here, there's a sibling right here. Yeah, you guys, y'all are leaders and influencers <laughs> okay. for those who come behind you. If you're on a team, you're an influencer on your team. If you're sitting in a square right now, you're an influencer amongst the people you're sitting with right now. And so tonight, I want to look at it and see what does it mean to be a leader, an influencer to the people around us. So we're going to look at Nehemiah, which people would say is one of the best books on leadership in the entire Bible. So starting in verse one, let's look and see if we can find some leadership qualities in Nehemiah. In the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Why? Because he's the cupbearer. So if he's giving the wine to the king, that means this, he is loyal. Let's put that on the board. Nehemiah is loyal. He's respected. He's honored by the king. And that's found in verse 1. It says that now I had not been sad in his presence. So if he's not sad, what does that mean he is? Happy. So I'm going to put right here, I'm gonna put happy. But what does that mean for him to not be sad in the presence of the king it means that every day he would go to his job with a smile on his face right he was happy he showed evidence of actual joy in his life he loved his job and he loved what he did he was he was very like joyful in the calling God had given him in his life so there's number that's another thing we see in the leadership of Nehemiah let's keep going verse 2 And the king said to me, why is your face sad, seeing that you are not sick? This is nothing but sadness of heart. You know what this shows me? He says that he can see him. He sees your face is sad, seeing you. What that tells me is that Nehemiah was transparent. He was real. He was, what he was is what he was. He wasn't wearing a mask per se. I'm not talking about a physical mask, but like this, he's not wearing like a fake personality in front of people. He's authentic and real he says then i was very much afraid why was he afraid because he's afraid of the king what's what's going to happen he honored the king He knew the king had respect there i said to the king let the king live forever what does that show about nehemiah respect right Mm -hmm. he honors his authorities he he's blessing those around him he's blessing the king let the king live forever He's honoring him. He's blessing him. That's in verse 3. Why should not my face be sad when the city, the place of my father's graves, lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? What he's saying is, okay, I'm going to be honest about my struggle. I'm going to be real about where I'm wrestling here. And I'm going to be just transparent with you. So if I'm looking at Nehemiah, there's also, we already wrote on the board. I think it's authenticity. Can we put it again for verse 3, though? Just say verse 3 beside it. I don't know if we've done that already. Then the king said to me, What are you requesting? And what was Nehemiah's response? I prayed to God. So, what do we know about Nehemiah? It's the same thing we know from chapter one Nehemiah was devoted to prayer. It says in the beginning that it was in the month of Nisan when he did this, but earlier when you he heard the news, it's the month of Chislev, which I told you that doesn't mean anything to any of us because we don't know anything about Persian calendar. But what we do know is if you look at history, that means four months. I told y'all, Nehemiah wasn't just concerned, like a flash in the pan or a hit and run of just like, oh, I'm really sorry about Israel. And the next day he was just like, all right, let's go do it, Popeyes. You know, like, that's not it. That wasn't him. Mm -hmm. Nehemiah carried the bird and prayed about it for four months. He was real and devoted to this. Let's go to the next one. Verse 5, And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. What do we learn from this path? What do we learn from this verse? He wants to take action. Mm Mm-hmm. He wants to take action. That is so good. Put that down for us. He's an action man. Devotion. Who's he caring about right here? Who's he concerned about? Jerusalem, right? His family, his people. There's a lot you can pull from just this one sentence. I'm just telling you, Nehemiah was devoted to those around him. And the king said to me, and the queen said beside him, How long will you be gone? When will you return? And so it pleased the king to send me when I'd given him a time frame. He had already planned this out. He was already prepared in giving a request to the king. He wasn't just willy-nilly, you know, we'll figure it out as we go. No, he was thoughtful behind what he was doing. Yes. He was thoughtful about his request to the king. Let's go to verse 7, and then we'll go to verse 8. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to the province, all these things. He's saying, just give me some authority. When I'm traveling through the land... I want you to have your stamp of approval on this. And when I need resources to rebuild the wall, I want you to pay for it, Artaxerxes. Is that not bold or what? That's pretty bold, right? Nehemiah was a bold mamma all right? Mamma He was bold in asking the king that I want you to send me back to my land to rebuild the walls in the city and I want you to pay for it. And King Artaxerxes said, it's good. We're gonna make it happen. Because this is what it says in verse 8. A letter of Asaph was given to the kings for the king's force. That means to give him more wood and things. And it says right here. Um, and the king granted me what I asked for the good hand of my God was upon me. The last thing i to put here is this. Is that Nehemiah had the favor of God and the favor of man on his life. He was favored by God. This is the leader that we see in the man Nehemiah in the first eight verses. So let's go to our drawing board over here on the far side. I know not everybody can see it over here. We're going to turn it a little bit for you all to see. Yeah. It says, Nehemiah was loyal, joyful, authentic, respectful, prayerful, acting or an action man, devoted, he was compassionate about the people around him. He was bold in his requests. And he had favor with both God and man. So let's take this. What are some of the most important ones that y'all see in here? If we could pick just three, what do you think? Loyal. loyal. Y'all think loyal is one of the best ones? Yeah. Some, maybe. There's a little bit of that for loyal. Yeah. What about joyful? Y'all think joyful is kind of the def- definition for him? Yeah? Respectful. Respectful. I think respectful is a big one. Mm-hmm. Let's circle yeah. respectful. Let's circle respectful. What about prayerful? Okay, all right, I think we can all agree prayerful marks Nehemiah, right? This was a dude that was devoted to praying. What do you think? My goodness, don't y'all see favor with God and man in his life? Yeah. And I also think, I think, I don't know, these two are so good. Acting and bold are both two that I think are very prevalent, right? He's an action man. I don't know how we can sum it up exactly, but what if we said something like this? Mm -hmm. Nehemiah was a respectful and loyal servant of the Lord who prayed with faith and acted, who prayed and acted in faith. How about that? Is that okay? Nehemiah was a, what do we say? Respectful servant of God who both prayed and acted in faith. Does that sum up Nehemiah from these verses, I feel like? Is that a good summary? Nehemiah was a respectful servant of God who both prayed and acted in faith. So what we've just done just now is we looked at eight verses, we pulled out truths that we see in the passage, and then we built it from there. Here's what we learned about Nehemiah. These are some of the key themes in Nehemiah. So now, as a young man, as a young man in Christ, I want to look and say, look, I want Corey to be a respectful servant of God who is both prayerful and action-driven in faith. Does that make sense? Yes. Now that, all right. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> like passionate. Come on. Very loyal. Yeah. What we've done is I've taken something, something I can practically pray. I can practically try to apply to my life. And it's not built on some random book. It's not built on feelings. It's simply built on what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Don't y'all want that in your life? Don't you want some real truth like that? So that's what we're going to do right now. We're about to dive in. you got a sticky pad right there. And we're going to navigate some different truths that you see in the rest of the book of Nehemiah chapter 2. At the end of the day, there's a lot of characteristics we can see about Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter 2. He was definitely, undoubtedly, a phenomenal leader. Nehemiah was a great leader. He cared about his people. So much so that he would travel to a whole different place. He would leave all the comforts of his home, the comforts of being the king's right-hand man as the cupbearer, and go and devote his life to ministry Building back the city of Jerusalem. I tell you all that because here's the deal. I think a lot of you in this room right here are influencers and leaders. I told you at the beginning. And I think that if you want to gain insight into what it means to be a leader, how do you lead well amongst your peers, amongst your friends, amongst your family, I think it begins by emulating what you see in Scripture, by following what you see in Scripture. And I want you all to know this week, if you want to grow in your leadership, I encourage you to do what you just did right here with the book of Nehemiah. You can start over in chapter one this week and start reading through it with us and trying to gain some insight in what leadership qualities are there in the life of Nehemiah and how you can be the same. This week, a prayer that I think for all of us we could pray would be, Nehemiah was a respectful servant of God and both prayed and acted in faith. This week, Lord, would you help me to be A respectful servant of you, Lord, acting and praying in bold faith. Help me to be that this week.